Hello and welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. As always, I am two thirds of your host Daniel, and here to st- and here to discuss angel ethics. And joining me is that other third art. Hi. Uh. Hey. Do you know like that that thing that Syndrome says and the uh, Incredibles, where if everyone has powers, if everyone's a super, right, then no one's then a super. It- yeah, then, then no one's super. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, what if we did the version of that, but with only happy memory, so we have no context of why we're happy? And that's just supposed to, <laughs> you know, I don't know, sate us for some reason? I'm not, I'm not one to be like, hey, sometimes you have to be sad, but sometimes you, it's appropriate to be sad. And maybe if you take everyone's happiness out of context, you get what we have now on the internet. Where everyone's toxic and shitty. Uh, I just also want to say that I love that this episode confirmed that um, there is no like greater reason they included Julian over uh, the other one. I've already forgotten his Jason. Yeah. Um. So just su- sucks for the guy who plays Jason. There was no plan there. They just didn't recap. They when they needed a real actor, <laughs> so, they said not you. The fun. Okay. The fun thing about that is whatever, yeah. whatever the whatever Tabitha was just like. Hey, do you want or Jughead was just like, hey, do you want to know about the other life? Uh, Cheryl was just like, yeah, Julian figured out he was like in a doll and he just he didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> do <anything>. Awesome. <laughs> Fucking so stupid. Mm. Um, but uh, let's get into this because I think we're gonna have a lot to discuss despite very little happening. Oh, this is there's... the penultimate episode of all of Riverdale. See, uh, Riverdale Season 7, Episode 19, Chapter 136, The Golden Age of Television. God, man, we're gonna have a lot to say about this one, because, like, they really want you to think about Riverdale as a show yeah. in this one. And let me tell you, we have a lot to think about. A lot does sure happen on this show called Riverdale. Yep. Um, also, the, like, Tabitha reveal midway through this episode, I think, means that everything in the front of this episode no longer matters but sure uh we're sort of just catching up from last episode you remember the blossoms are communists i I, i'm Uh, I'm sorry i'm sorry uh yeah you're wrong Uh, i'm wrong you're wrong (laughs) fortunately it's a real bad ending for this oh Uh, yes, for the li- for the listener, the one. Uh, I didn't finish this episode before we started recording, so uh, I'm gonna going into the last eight minutes where I guess we learned the Blossoms aren't communists, blind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, they're just catching up. You know, uh, Featherhead got fired for being involved with the Blossoms. Uh, the Coopers are are still living together despite <laughs> Hal cheating on her. Uh, Betty asks a real dumb question about that later. Yeah. You uh, you good? <laughs> Don't know. 
Awesome. We'll check back in later. <laughs> this just happened when we started recording, which probably means that uh, I'm mm. dying. I'm allergic to podcasting. Yep. Yeah, okay. No. Okay. We start with the whole like the the Cooper uh, women, you mm-hmm. know, talking about what happened last episode or episode before. Whatever doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, it literally does not matter in the show at all. In about fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um. Well, it does, but it doesn't. What? But like Betty keeps on pressing the issue of like, why didn't you and Dad split up? If Dad cheated on you, why didn't you divorce him? Why didn't he divorce it's you? It's the fifties. And Alice has to be like, Betty, it's nineteen fifty four. I can't open a bank account. What are you talking about? It, also, no fault. I would be divorce. a social pariah if I divorced him. No fault divorce. Like the social, like, <laughs> like literally, yeah. no fault divorce wasn't a thing until the sixties. L- like, if she had left him, she would have been a social pariah for leaving her husband. She, she lo- uh, What are you talking about, Betty? Like, first off, she couldn't have opened up a bank account. Second yeah. off, like, she wouldn't even be able to, like, like get a credit card. There's so many yeah. things she wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. Like, fucking bizarre. Bizarre sequence. You should know this, Betty. You live right? in this world. Uh... We're checking in on the Blossoms. Literally nothing about this matters at all, even a little bit. Uh, then the the gang, I guess, decides it's up to them to decide who the next principal's going to be. So they go ahead and do that. Uh, spoilers, it's Weatherby. Uh, Weatherby's back. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, I'm just like, wow, this is real progressive for this time. But can you imagine... What would happen like, uh, like today? Like, I have a feeling like if all of a sudden a black uh, principal came in today, there'd be a bunch of conservatives being like, "Well, now you're being woke and teaching critical race theory." Sure. Yeah. Probably. So, you know. So we're not much better, honestly. No. It's also again, I I feel like the the show is just like not gonna well i guess they sort of address it with a, like the innate goodness of these time travelers like has enough is like magic and so can like make the town better because like normally uh the way they're going to get weather begin is betty is going to appeal to her mom who's the head of the pta and the pta can like make maneuvers to make sure he gets the appointment um if the head of the PTA of, like, a racist town endorses a black principal, the rest of the PTA <clears throat> will just eat her alive. Like, you just become a social pariah, and then they kick you out of your seat, um, exclude you from all social gatherings, uh, and then still don't put a black principal in place. But, you know, uh, because Tabitha's an angel, I guess it's fine. Well, <coughs> they can literally break through racism of this time. Mm-hmm. And of modern day, sure, even. Yeah. By just being, like, you know, the coolest teens ever, slash 25 to 26-year-olds? Yeah, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Archie's plan for the summer is to just go ride the rails, uh, be a vagabond for a bit so that he can experience life. Um, I wish that were a spin-off show that got filmed and, and presented to me. I'd I'd love to see Archie take his tight little teen body across America on trains and meet all sorts of dudes. I yeah, that'd be really fun. Yeah, him 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 uh him just uh, riding the rails would just be a bunch of 
would be a bunch of degenerates. And I'm not saying this because they're gay. I'm yeah. saying it's because they ride the rails and they, they're waiting for twinks to get on. They'd be like, come on the all, train, all saying, gay boy. And, all I'm saying is that Archie would buy the train and then the train would be rode on Archie. Yeah. Like, he's too pretty and too gullible. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably be tricked into thinking uh, that, like, letting a bunch of, like, uh, people run a train on you is actually manlier than, like, going to war mm-hmm. somehow. Which it is, by the way. Um, so, uh, we we get off that and enter Jughead's uh, story before Angel Tabitha returns, which is that he's uh, the last uh, issue of Pep Comics has been rejected as uh, Featherby's or sorry, Dr. Werther's parting gift uh, as Dr. Werther's goes to work for the Senate or something. Uh, he's moving to D.C. Um, and the reason he got rejected is probably because of the last story of the issue, The Comet, which Jughead says uh, is W.E.B. Du Bois' story? I'm I'm trying to look here. Like I paused it. I don't see any attribution to him. Later they act like he does attribute it to him. I don't know. H. Bomber guy just dropped a fat load on YouTube about plagiarism. I think it's very funny now that I'm watching an episode where Jughead's stealing um you know work <laughs> well i mean it does follow the great tradition of comics just stealing shit from each other and then yeah. claiming it also um fucking hilarious to be like jughead your innate goodness is helping us defeat racism as you steal the intellectual work of a black man in 1954 <laughs> not just a black man also w.e.b du bois which is like one of the great american thinkers <laughs> you fucking asshole yeah, he says that, like, uh, so Veronica's like, this would make a cool movie, and Jughead's like, well, I have WDB Du Bois' agent's number or something like that, in case you want to buy the rights. Uh, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird plot, I don't know. Uh, I feel like they really try to tie up the whole 1950s thing, like, super yeah. hard, before they <laughs> pivot hard into what they're gonna do later. Uh, detail I didn't notice when I was watching this earlier. It looks like Weatherby does still have... Uh, oh, never mind. He's got both his hands. I uh, Alice is wearing gloves, and when they shook hands, I thought he was wearing like, a glove because he lost his hand. But no, his hands are back. Uh, and he gives a rousing speech about like how you be part of the solution or get out the way, essentially. That I mean, that was a crazy speech, because you're right. If, if he had given that speech today in 2023... Uh, it, it would not have gone over well, as it shouldn't have gone over well here. Especially since, like, this isn't in response to, like, a racist incident. He's just come in here and started talking like this. Yeah. Um, guarantee every white person I wouldn't be like, why is he making it about race? He's the racist. Get him out of here. Yeah, like, <clears throat> I would like to just remind people that uh, at the time that uh, this um, that this episode is supposed to be set at, um, not too far from like the Tulsa ra- race riots or uh, in the future mm-hmm. a little bit, the move house bombing or, you know, yeah. like pretty close to just like every single time a black person has any success, like they kill them or burn them down in some way because one black person having success or a group of black people having and, success and this is, was antithetical yeah. to the American dream. Um, uh, and, and this is like... <clears throat> one of this in in theory this would be one of the first 
high schools that are integrated because this is 1954 and that was when integration began. The first high school was integrated in 1954. And I would like to also remind people that I think it was a till early 60s from when uh the president just had to forcibly integrate schools with a national guard. Uh with um Ruby crap, I can't yeah. remember. Uh well No, that that was the yeah, Ruby, that was 1954. That's the one. Yeah. So, like, it's not too far away from that. Also, like, at the beginning of the season, we had the whole Emmett Till thing. We've had multiple, we've had multiple, like, very racialized things happen. And um, even, like, the quote-unquote good, good, you know, uh, white people at that time probably would think, well, I think they're going a little too far. Yeah. I mean... MLK wrote on the white moderate. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's uh, it's goofy shoes, but... Yeah, it's just... It, this is just very much a, a... um, This is very much just a... uh, An idealized white liberal... Uh, group of white liberals or, you know, rich liberals... Yeah. Um, uh, view of the very, world. Very briefly... Uh, very briefly, sorry. Great discussion. We're moving on. Uh, Archie talks to Weatherby to get uh, his, the old English teacher's job back. Um, I would have loved if the big twist in this episode was that Miss Grundy wasn't a child predator, was never a child predator in this universe. Totally fine teacher. Uh, Miss Edith, however. No, no, I thought, like, just, like, I was thinking that, like, Archie, he really likes them. He's into the, the gilfs in this one. Yeah, like, like I think... I. All I'm saying is I think she should have been like, oh, Archie, I'm so grateful you got my job back. And then fucked him in the classroom. I think that would have been really That funny. would have been so good. I would have just, I would have applauded. I would have stood yeah, up in the That's th- cinema. I would have stood up and just be like, hey, just snap. <laughs> uh, just clapped. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, the fun part about this scene, which I, uh, which we interrupted ourselves with. Mm-hmm is uh we have cheryl and she's gonna take over the vixens and you know what cheryl yep, does or what anyone who wants to either join right, or take and, over and, the and classic died. classic vixen tradition she she does the formal challenge which is of course um a dance off <laughs> she she brings in a radio or boom box or something and does an yeah. unprompted dance battle fucking awesome that's i mean that's riverdale there's a new black <laughs> extra uh in in the group because uh, later they need to have an even more diverse lesbian couple. Actually, I think it's just as diverse, right? Actually, yeah, you're right. It's just as uh, diverse. Well, but this one has short hair. Oh, yeah, they don't have long hair. I think that's the difference. Yeah, so it's it's not like two femmes. So it's like, yeah, it's it's more, uh, uh, you know, uh, challenging the what whatever points, boy points, girl points. Gender norms, you get it. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I would say that I, I see, like, I, I don't want to say that someone's wearing their natural hairstyle in this because mm-hmm. Tony is also supposed to be part Native American, so she might just not have mm-hmm. the, you know, curly right. hair. Um, she might have straight hair. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I love that they didn't have time for Evelyn to do a uh, return dance, so they just have Evelyn scream and run away. What, what if Evelyn? What if Evelyn was thirty in this in this world as well? Uh, Wait, love it. They they sure didn't try to make her look uh, seventeen. What? <laughs> Fucking hell! 
Okay. I think she looked older here than uh, than in that season. Okay, I would like to put you to the mm. to put this on. Okay, because um, mm. we are going to discuss some things at the end of this when you realize mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Okay, and Wait. I just want you to put a pin in the fact that Evelyn was like thirty doing a jump, uh, you know, twenty one Jump Street thing, and in this reality, mm. she's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just put a pin I'll, in I'll that. Keep it in mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Just think about that. The rest um, of the yeah, episode. So, so <laughs> Cheryl wins back the vixens and says, "Now in this new era of social awareness and uh, bravery, I want to come out and say I'm dating Tony Topaz." And then these two random extras we've never seen before said, "Wait a minute. We also want to live our truths. We're also dating in an interracial rela- lesbian relationship." And then everyone clapped. And that's not a joke. <laughs> Uh, so meanwhile at Pet Comics, uh, his editor, Jughead's editor's like, uh, fuck the comics code, we'll publish this without the code, uh, because this is important, finally my shitty comic, uh, Pulp Mag stands for something, uh, so we're gonna do it, because it's right, even if it's not practical, and also this is the last issue, because, uh, I can't afford to keep this place running after doing some dumb shit like this. Uh, so would would you like to write the editorial note for for this issue that no one's gonna read? And Jughead said, "I'd be honored." <clears throat> like, I feel like the the thing is with the whole um, comics code thing in real life, it yeah. just created underground comics. That's it. Like, you couldn't sell it on like on newsstands and stuff like that, but you could still, for the most part, if it wasn't like containing like. Something that was immediately caught by people, you could still, like, you know, mm-hmm. pass it around, or you can even, like, mail it out. Now, that's, like, eh. That's going to be a little iffy because of Comstock loss. Um, right, yeah. But, uh, but, like, there's still ways of doing it. Like, you just take it to the place where all the shady people go shop at, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, he was doing that earlier this season, just at Pops. Also, incredible, uh, incredible scene here. Kevin goes to visit his dad at the hotel his dad's staying at for whatever reason. Um, and then while he's there, Frank comes out of the bathroom shirtless. Because uh, they're fucking... Another great spinoff that I would watch. Yeah. Uh, and then Betty shows her mom uh, the book she made. <clears throat> Which I could tell you 100% that she would not be able to sell that. In a lot of places, unless you went to, right. again, the place where shady people shop at, or the, you know... I mean, th- this one's, like, it's got a very clear demographic that she's already connected with, right? It's all her readers of her uh, newsletter. So, like, she's got she's got the base, so she just needs to print them and, like, sell them locally. It's fine. I also assume this is self-published. I don't think she went through a house. Yeah, it's just like, I well, okay, but even if it is self-published, like, is she just going to give it out to her friends? Only her friends? Because I feel like even if well, you're, even if you're self-publishing, you want it to get outside of your circle, at least. Right? I mean, like, ideally, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, she, remember, she's got, like, so many readers that her P.O. box, like, is flooded. So I guess, like, there's 
a big ba- I don't know. But, but don't the thing know. is, though, is like, as I mentioned before, Comstock law, she wouldn't be able to ship it through the mail because they would mm-hmm. call, call it pornography True. just by the cover. Yeah. Just the cover alone. Not even the contents. Well, well Art, I've uh, never accused Betty of being smart. So yeah, um, Archie tells uh, his English teacher, uh, Mrs. Edith, that he's going to be on the rails this summer because he wants to get a big, fat, hard, juicy poem out of his experiences. <laughs> weird, weird verbiage, but it is how he chose to describe that to her. Again, I think they should have fucked. Uh, so I, I guess Veronica and Claire are going to make the the Dubois movie she bought the rights and he's been sitting on a, a screenplay adaptation he's written uh, and they want Sidney Poitier because of course they do um I would maybe have like mixed feelings if I were W.E.B. Dubois and my story finally got optioned and I learned it was two 17 year olds I I would only <laughs> I would only trust that if I was already a young person. It, it, the, the boy wouldn't be that young at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how old he is, but I'm assuming. But let's, let's I, look. I, like, I mean, unless I was like in my twenties, and I definitely one hundred percent knew. Well, one of them is rich. He was he was born in uh, eighteen sixty eight. So if we take nineteen fifty four minus. Uh, 1868, 1868, there we go, we get the ripe old age of 86. Yeah, like, I wouldn't trust that, like, (laughs) okay, let me, I don't want to discourage, I don't want to, like, be discouraged, be like, oh, kids these days, but, like, me as a person in, you know, in their 30s, and you as well, you're in your 30s Uh as well. I feel like you don't. I feel like you don't automatically be like, "Oh, fuck these kids." You're not like that automatically. Um, no, I, I but wouldn't trust I a seventeen-year-old to get anything done. Yeah, like the thing is, I, I, I know what goes into the the work that goes into making a movie, and I'd be very hesitant about like, um, like trusting that. <laughs> would I like? Would I encourage it? Yes, but not with. Maybe another one of my stories that maybe are a little less, you know. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe I'd, you know, shop around something a little less, like, uh, you know, poignant at the time. Um, But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't trust, I don't, I wouldn't trust a 17-year-old with something that's, like, real important. Uh, It's, it's also, um... She doesn't have a production company. She owns a theater. But she so like it's just an independently wealthy person bought the rights. Like it's not even a studio. They've got zero experience making movies, and did, the head screenwriter is another seventeen year old she goes to high school with. Uh, like I, I guess I can read the screenplay, but like I what, probably wouldn't have taken the deal to start with. What? Okay. Did did Du Bois die in poverty? Let's look if he was in poverty. Uh, <laughs> at the end, because okay, here here's what I would say. Because if I was eighty seven, if I was like you know hitting up hit, about to hit eighty seven, mm-hmm. which is like by the way a little old for nowadays. Like you know, like yeah. you know, seventy seven has been like you know life expectancy now. Um, maybe maybe I would just be like, hey, maybe I want to like you know spend some time in like you know uh, Alcapoco 
you know, for like the last bit of my life. You know, upcharge her a little bit. So I'm trying to actually was he alive in like Okay, yeah, 1958, he was still he was still kicking. Second wife, communism, awesome, great. Uh, death in Africa. Uh, I mean, it seems like he was fine. He was out kicking it in Africa. Well, I mean, maybe, 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 like, I would just want more money to, like, just kind of live easy. Because, like, even if I was, like, a communist or anything, like, I'm not going to be able to do much yeah. when I'm 80. And, and, like, I guess, like, if he's, like, not even a citizen of the United States at this point, or, uh, damn, he lived till 93? Oh, no, he joined the Communist Party at age 93. Damn. So, like, like That's imagine really imagine funny. coming... Like, he could have been, like, the Ingalls, the someone's marks, you know? Just giving them money um, <laughs> over again. I mean, I mean, like, quite frankly, he was essentially living in exile in Africa at this point, I think. So, like, I, maybe he just didn't give a fuck, right? <laughs> like, a story he wrote... I t- uh, wait, wait. when he was a young man what, what what would he do what would okay what the fuck would he do if they just made a movie of it if he was living in exile right i i mean uh it sounds like he has still an agent stateside i don't know you know i don't probably nothing the same way he did nothing when they published that comic without his permission uh yeah it was written in 1920 so like this is 30 years later uh, he wrote that when he was in his, like, uh, what, then, 40s then? Like, uh, yeah, I guess, maybe, maybe he's just like, whatever. <laughs> so, someone wants to, okay, yeah, I'll take that check. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so for another additional plot line that I don't think we need to introduce, um, right before Tabitha shows up, is that, gosh darn it, Reggie's basketball camp is in the middle of his corn harvest. Um, and so Archie volunteers to go work on the farm in his place. Again, another spinoff I would love to see. Yeah, especially because we get, we would get to see his hot, sweating twink body pick up things. Yeah. Hopefully in slow motion. There'd be like, there'd be like a huge muscular dude named Jordan be like, what's your name, boy? And Archie'd be like, Archie, sir. And, and then, you know, they'd fuck. And and also, like, we get to see his back muscles flex while, like, doing things. Mm-hmm. Come on, like, it'd be... A lot of, linger- lot of lingering gazes between the bros. You know, all the stuff that happens like, on a we farm. Get to, we would get to see him chop wood in slow motion, mm-hmm. shirtless. Again? Again. You know, really, really, like, he's not allowed to have a shirt on the entire run of the show. Right. It, middle, it could be the middle of the fucking winter. This could be this could be like a great little you know limited series six episode limited series Archie on the farm they should have produced this put it on the CW seed. Uh, no, but like there's also it looks like they, you know what I was gonna say like it looks like they dropped the plot where they where he's definitely in love with Reggie and then I I apparently missed the scene because that is not the goodbye you give to a bro. Like, they're about to cry. Uh, they're definitely still into it. They're yeah. about to cry. Like, they're just, like, so in, like, don't want to leave. Uh, Alice accidentally wakes up Betty because she's sitting at the end of Betty's bed in the dark crying. Um, so when Betty wakes up, she's like, I read your book. I love you, daughter. You know, one of those scenes, they have them after every blow up uh, where they're like, I hate you. Uh... Um, if you've seen any of Betty's storylines, this feels familiar. I'm not a, uh... Okay. How, how can I how can I say this? 
I'm not a therapist. I don't think they have a good relationship. <laughs> um, I don't know how, like, you know, take it from the take it from the person who famously uh, does not get along with their mother. Yeah. Um, I feel like this constant like uh, back and forth is almost abusive, and I'm gonna put it on Alice at this point. But mm. later on, it's also a little bit of Betty. Um, but right now, she's supposed to be like what sixteen. Whatever. Here, here's what here's what I'm gonna say. I think this sort of like complicated relationship with your parent is actually like much more normal than whatever the fuck you and me have going on. Maybe okay. Maybe it's just because I and you have issues with our parents, mm -hmm. and the idea of having emotional catharsis with our parents would involve maybe more violence sometimes. Um, yeah. You know. Your your case, I don't I don't want to pretend like mine is anywhere near your your case is much more extreme. But uh, I I do often feel like I'm the weird one amongst people when like I don't have a complicated relationship with my parents. I just nope. don't like them. My 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 relationship with my mother and my father is actually pretty cool uh, mm -hmm. and pretty straightforward. I don't <laughs> I don't yeah. have one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. Ugh. No, I I think this complicated thing where like. You hurt each other, but you also love each other. I think is actually much See, more common. Um. But it feels it feels a lot like it feels a lot like how I see like straight people relationships go. Sometimes, mm -hmm. but I don't know about you. But I also think you're a little fruity. So uh, you know, I'm not. You know, <laughs> oh, thank you. You're a little fruity. Yeah, that's you're you're um, the token yeah, straight I, guy. I, I don't. I'm not calling. I'm not calling what's happening here uh, healthy by any means. But, but I, I do think it's probably like. More common than we think. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's just um, yeah. Uh, Chuckhead does the thing where he's like self righteous and just like, man, I'm mm -hmm. so important for not buying the rights to do this story to someone who is an influential black, you know, writer. Yeah, I, again, weird. <laughs> yep. Especially after all that fuss he made about uh Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Well, he's white. <laughs> yeah, well there you go. Like has Jughead interacted with the black characters in this show at all? Besides Tabitha. Uh it, it's Tabitha and Tony, I guess. I mean he, but barely I think he's Tony. Been in scenes with Clay now. You know what? I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say it. Uh Tony uh -huh. stopped being like yeah. around Jughead almost immediately. Actually, that's pretty true. I think their relationship really suffered after that time. Uh, she was like, hey, don't exploit my grandfather's trauma for your own righteous cause. And Jughead said, I'm going to do exactly that. Uh, I, I think maybe the relationship cooled a bit after that one. <laughs> uh, but Tabitha's back, and she arrives with literal wind chime sound effects to let you know she's magic. There is a part of me that likes the conceit of uh using the literal footage from the show uh to jog their memories um but there's part of me that uh i don't it doesn't like that i don't know i feel weird about it i don't know how i feel anyway jughead watches i guess all seven and a half seasons of riverdale um to learn the truth. Yeah. I I like the... I kind of... Uh, 
like that she, uh, I mean, not she, uh, Jughead, is basically doing mm. what we're doing, but alone. And it, 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 yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I have to re, I'm gonna watch all of Riverdale now. <laughs> all right, hang on, let me go back because Tabitha is now explaining all the time travel stuff, and I want to pay attention here and see if I can understand. Okay, so she sent everyone back to 1955, even though I'm pretty sure they were in 1954. I'm pretty sure that's the specific date they said. Um, so that's one, two. Again, I gotta say, they mentioned specifically um, back in Season 6 that that comet was going to hit Riverdale at all points in time. But okay. Um, moving on. They've time-traveled back uh, to protect themselves from the comet. And then they used their powers of friendship to make this timeline less dark and holistic while Tabitha was busy untangling the various timelines that had got jumbled why did those timelines get jumbled? I'm not sure. Uh, and then Tabitha says that, yes, she did it. She untangled uh, the timelines while their innate decency have reshaped this town and the world uh, to be to keep getting better and better. Um, and so Tabitha says that it would be impossible for her to actually untangle the timelines, so she just made... One new timeline that had all the other time again. What other timelines are we dealing with? Um, all the other timelines where like a Riverdale gets destroyed by the, I guess by either oh. Percy or wait Percival or wait what's the fuck his name? Right, it's Percival. <laughs> Percival, Percival, or the comet or nukes. Okay. Um, because like, did she go through like fourteen million? Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I guess I forget the yeah. number that Doctor Strange says that it, uh, it, it 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 wasn't it wasn't nearly as many as she should have. I think it was like a thousand. Which okay, I, I just want I want to point out. I think we also said this yeah. as well. <clears throat> okay, so if we're assuming that each multiverse, like each each universe that she went to, was because mm -hmm. of a you know, maybe a couple of major decisions. We make mm -hmm. thousands of decisions a day. Right. A thousand is chunk yeah. change. Right, yeah. Like, and also, because it's time travel, there's literally... You don't lose any time doing it. It's not like you can run out of time exploring potential futures. Especially you if you're an angel. You can literally do that forever. Like, yeah. Like, like what, what, if, what if the difference was, like, Jughead needed to not ride his motorcycle, uh, like, one day... And somehow that made it to where, like, the U.S. government could, like, blow up the comet or something, and everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, what, like, I, a thousand, we make so many decisions in our life yeah. right now, and if each one of those leads yeah. to another reality, then, like, because I think that's yeah, what... Yeah, uh, th thousands of very small number. <laughs> yeah, like, that's jump change. Um, but then she says, uh, because she stabilized the timeline, that means she can't travel through it anymore so she can't send any of them back to 2023 not 20 uh 26 or 27 20, no, 23 2027 i thought it was whatever it is it's now 2023 which come on you did a time skip this you fucking did show a time skip this you, fucking okay okay show. okay 2020 you gave us you gave us a firm year because 
They yeah. specifically said yep. they buried yep. the goddamn thing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 70, mm-hmm. what was it? Yep. 75 years? 75 years ago. 75 yep. years ago. Okay. And that was in 2020. Because that's the yep. only time that that could have happened. Because of the war photo. Like, it was a World War II photo. So then, war- like, the only you know. time, okay? If you do a yeah. seven-year time skip, god damn it. Mm-hmm. This show, it's simple math. It's such simple yeah. math. Like, come yeah, on. Th- these motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, so now Tabitha presents them with a choice. Uh, she can't move them through time, but she can help them remember their past lives in the future. Uh, and so that is their choice to make if they want to do that or not. Um, so let's talk about angel ethics. Oh my god, there's, there's so much going on with that one scene. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay. So, we go back. So, she puts them back in time. And mm-hmm. ni- in, in 1955. Which is 10 mm-hmm. years after that uh, time capsule was buried. By the way, uh, not... Mm-hmm. I can't do the math right now in my head. But whatever. Um, like, wouldn't... I felt... <sighs> You you talk. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of. I I need someone to focus while my thoughts right now. There's sure. so many weird things going on. There, I, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um. I guess like first first and foremost, um, you're kind of a dick for trapping a bunch of black people in 1955. Uh, sorry to say that, but you are. I don't care about people's innate human decency changing the world for a better place. You're a dick for doing that. Um. The second. Uh. Yeah. The, the, this is a bit of an ethical conundrum, right? Uh, do you, you, you're, you are hiding a part of these people's lived experiences from them, a part of their lives, but also like, is there any benefit to them being, uh, given this burden? I guess it's it's not unlike the Matrix for me, um, in in which I say like, do I want to be pulled out of the Matrix? You know, 1999 was not such a bad year, and um, between 1999 and uh, being chased by hentai bots and eating gruel in a shitty ship, who's to say uh, which one I'd want? It really feels like Morpheus was not giving people uh, truly informed consent uh, when, when he presented them that choice. Yeah, so And I kind of feel similar here. Yeah, cause, uh, okay, so if we're looking at this in a, like a utilitarian way... Like I, um, mm-hmm. I am of multiple marginalized groups, uh, mm-hmm. which I am luckily male presenting, so I don't have to deal with as mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing here, effectively, and this is what you're saying, you know, bounce off what you're saying. You're having multiple black, uh, queer, and just femme folk, well, yeah, trapped in the <laughs> yeah. past. Where you know 100% with all your time travel, it's not going to get much better for them, yeah. like, for a while. Like, Betty has is pretty much going to have to get married in order to have any financial stability um, at this point. Uh, Veronica's a little bit of an outlier because she's independently wealthy, um, but mm-hmm. again, that's an outlier. Um you're also also like you've also told one person that they don't live in the universe <laughs> that you come from, yeah. which can you, okay, for real. If you're Julian, 
I think I would off myself. Like, I'm not saying that as a joke. I think I would just, like, not want to, like, live as much. Uh, my will to live would be way lower to know if I knew that I never existed and was eaten by two different people in the womb. Yeah. Like, That's a bit like, it's, like as much as the world sucks right now, it's better than it was 65 years ago or 60 years ago. Like... Speaking of Julian, um, I guess maybe the next eight minutes uh, that I didn't watch of this episode, they might explain it. But like, like why is he here? It, there's also there's also the other thing. We'll we'll get to it. Sorry, we have a lot to talk about okay. with angel ethics, uh, yeah. and time travel ethics. All right. Um, oh, later on, uh, they each they kind of come in groups to to watch themselves and and learn about their past future. Um, but when uh, Dilton and Reggie come to do it. Uh, Jughead does warn them that sometimes the timeline is so different they might not even recognize themselves, and that was really funny for me because they both been recast. Yeah. Uh, so Archie's the first one, but it's because he drew the short straw. Yeah, man. You you think Tabitha being like a time angel could have like I don't know sped this process up a little bit? Like, like so what, six seasons of Riverdale is like so okay. How many hours? Do, do you want to? Okay, I don't want to do the math. Because the more I think about it, <laughs> uh, about what we've done, because we'd have to add up, you know, hour, you know, hour and a half of every episode that we've okay, done. Okay, now here we go. Uh, for for seasons one through six, that is over 83 hours. So, like, that is half a fucking week <laughs> straight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, can't she, can't she put it at, like, 1.5 speed? At least? Uh. I mean, that might help. Again, like, I don't... You couldn't beam this into their brains, Tabitha, or, like, create a time bubble? Like, this tough. Like, I feel like I would beam it into the brains. Yeah. Like, I just feel like with your, um... Yeah, with your angel powers, you should be able to just make them know. Yeah. Also, Archie's acting, um, very, like, awed by everything he's seen and experienced watching this. (laughs) Like, um, but he was watching that alone, so he definitely jerked off a bunch to all the times he and Veronica fucked, huh? Like, okay, wait, okay, so if they watch, okay. Just really so, rubbed it raw. <laughs> okay, question. Question? Yeah. So, they're watching Riverdale, but mm-hmm. it's supposed to be of, like, their life and everything. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, like, he got all the times he just, like, boned? Like in his head, like just over and over again. Because yeah. like him and Veronica fucked for like at least a solid month on the show. Yeah. Like all the time. Oh, yeah. No, he he got like, to watch all of that. And because he was alone, this is the sex bunker again. It smells terrible in there. Yeah, like it it's it smells like that one tree, uh that a bunch of um a Doug is it Douglas Pears? It smells like Douglas Pear trees, aka Jizz. Yeah. Also, sorry, this is no longer an abandoned bunker in the woods. This is in Dilton's house. No, it can't you be. You weirdos. It can't yeah, be. Yeah, no, this is the bomb shelter Dilton Doily's dad made in their home. Remember? Dilton was like, hey, Jughead, don't worry if the nuke comes. I got you. Don't come to school tomorrow. My dad's got a bomb shelter. Oh, yeah, he did the school shooter thing, but... uh Yeah. This is that bomb shelter. They have been trooping through... Dilton Doily's home, and his dad's just been like, I have fun in there, kids, I guess. Oh, well, it's because now Riverdale's woke, so he's fine with these teens partying down there. 
they've eroded the, the yeah, Riverdale's now, values. Riverdale's now woke, <laughs> so there's definitely not going to be a firebombing at any point. Because that mm-hmm. definitely has not happened in the past. Yeah, like, I don't think Betty had a lot of, like, happy arcs uh, in seasons one through six. <laughs> kind of a real downer for her. Well, she got to see the, the really disappointing sex she had with, uh, with Jughead. Because you know he doesn't yeah. reciprocate. He only thinks about himself. Although, okay. Betty also only thinks about herself. It must be dis- dis- disappointing sex all the way around. Probably. Um, yeah, and as Betty mentioned, Polly came back to life, and I guess we're not ready to address that yet. Um, the rest of them come together to watch it, and then they explain that after Kel- Kevin heard that Clay isn't in the future, he wasn't interested, and when Julian found out uh, he was just the ghost in it all. He also did not care for it. I feel like I can like I don't want to be a downer, but I feel like I would be eating a shotgun, like yeah. barrel, like real soon after figuring that out. Like they could have just got the guy. They could have just got the guy who played Jason Blossom. Yeah, weird. What if weird he, choice? <laughs> what, what if he's a bad actor? That possibly. It seemed like, I remember looking at his IMDb and he doesn't have, like, a lot of credits, but it does seem like he's trying to be an actor, so, like, I don't know what happened. Like, I just feel like I would be... It's not like he was, like, yeah. I feel like I would, like, try to sue someone, almost. <laughs> We're like, dude, this starts, this show starts out with me dying. I show up each yeah. season. Like, once. Un- unfortunately, I do not think that's against the law. Does feel kind of shitty for that guy, but I don't. Sorry, know. I would find a way. I would like you know there'd be like a dead rat or something in someone's mailbox at least. Sure, yeah, you can mail them a dead rat. That's fine. Um, but you know, also this is Hollywood. It's very much who you know, so you don't really want to be making waves, especially for something um as small and dickheaded as this. Um, it's a dick move, but like it's not really worth risking your career over. Yeah, okay. Here's here's a part that we need to um Okay, sorry, yeah. Pause let me, a little bit. Let me back up. Okay, so. Yeah. Tabitha says, Hey, yep. I know you watched <laughs> six seasons of Riverdale. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, and all of you are like real depressed because the show uh is bad. Um and mm-hmm. bad at best. I mean entertainingly bad at best and kinda boring at worst. Uh, especially that last season <laughs> that yeah. you watch. Um, I could just like reset it and we could only reshare the good parts. Um, this is where I was bringing in uh, my intro. Uh. Um, okay, let's think of a, a part where they had a lot of fun. Uh, after, after. Uh, I think Archie loved his memories. Like, well, Arch, of course Archie does. He's dumb. He's a dumb idiot and he yeah. only gets what he wants in the out of this, this show. Yep. Like he he's fine. Um but yeah. but like okay, uh when they do that big escape literally, thing, literally the only thing that traumatized Archie back uh in the main universe is that his dad died and this Archie's dad had already died. So it was just a bonus he got to see his dad again. Yeah, so like not so even like, that was bad Archie is the only one I think that gets out of this show unscathed because he also realizes that he likes a ding dong as well. Like really yeah, he just comes out um, of this like like gayer yeah, winning and yeah. happy that he gets to see his dad for longer 
Um, I think Jughead would be into his memories because Jughead loves to feel like a martyr. Uh, ding, 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 you got it. Do you want to guess who else likes to feel like a martyr? Martyr? Uh, who's that? It's Betty. She also keeps her memories and all that stuff. But, like, I can't uh, think of a lot of, like, good things that happens in this show. Honestly, where they're happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that cut right. is, like, okay, when they're fucking, probably. Yeah. So, wait. Do, do they just get a download of every time they fucked and that's it? <laughs> like, this is all the time you guys... I mean, essentially, yes. Yeah. yeah. Th- those would be the highlights. To be fair, those would probably be the highlights of my teen years, too, if I were having sex in high school. Yeah. Uh, which you definitely did. Me, too. Because, like, woo, man, we were... Right. Studs. Yeah. Uh I definitely uh-huh, didn't yeah. get Dr- drowning in pussy. I uh-huh. definitely didn't get like like real religious after my first time and right. like just didn't oh. do anything for like until I was in college. That would be weird. Uh but no, like I can't oh, think I just um I just had no riz. <laughs> I can't think of girls. I can't think of any time I can't think of any time that they are happy without going through something extremely traumatic beforehand. Like all they're getting uh, is like the Veronica's Instagram. Veronica's got a couple. Uh, Veronica's got like the time she opened a rum business. Like, if you just cut out the part where she kills her dad, like, she's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's fine. I guess she's fine there. It's just like, I just can't think of times that they would be like happiness. Happiness has to come in context, I think. Yeah. Like, like I'm not saying that you can't feel like good during a day or anything, and I've also I'm extremely depressed most of the time, so maybe I'm not the best person to talk to about this. But like, whenever I'm though, happy, though you you bring up a good point where like, yeah, can you like reasonably understand why you're experiencing this euphoria without the broader context of like all the things that informed that? Like Cheryl felt an incredible high when she burned her mom alive both times in her house. Um, but, like, that only makes sense in the context where Cheryl also remembers that her mother abused her terribly, right? Yeah. Like, I just feel like happiness has to come in context, and also, you have to, like, we had a whole entire kid kid, uh, movie about this. Sometimes feeling sad is the appropriate thing. Yeah. Sometimes you could be sad and happy at the same time. Like, emotions are really complex. Like... All they're getting. Oh my god! All, they watch. They watch a fan cam. Like all they're doing is they're literally just watching a fan cam. That's insane. Like, I just, I just feel like, like all, all they're doing is either they're, they're either watching a fan cam. Also, sorry. Like, would, would this not like just build resentment in them? Because like now they think, man, my life in twenty twenty three was fucking awesome. I can't get there. I'm stuck can, in 1955, okay. and it's all Tabitha's fault. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going into the uh, seeing what happens in the future and noticing? Wow, I look like I'm slightly more healthier. Wow, it looks like it's a lot more convenient living there. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like I would. I feel like I would be trying to kill Tabitha. A little bit. I feel like I would not really be her friend. Uh, after all of this, I feel like I'd have a lot of complicated feelings toward her. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> fucking cool. I have a, I have a feeling though. I have a feeling though that like Archie, who uh, has uh-huh. his current day memories, I guess this current universe's memories, um, would be like, "Wow, I got to hang out with my bro slash person who I totally touched their ding dong." 
uh, Reggie yeah. more in this universe? Oh, and sometimes he was like mean to me. Oh, maybe I'm into that. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like they'd be like. Also, what does Clay? What does Clay have with this? Why is Clay here? Like Clay is just like. I mean, to support Kevin, I guess. Like Clay has nothing to see, but like, wow, I could be treated yeah. better if I was in the future. Time angel, time traveling and, angel. Would it be great if I was in the future? And again, with with your whole thing about joy needs context, is Kevin feeling joy seeing himself dressed in drag? Is that bringing him joy right now? Like, d- does he does he realize that he can't do this currently without being hate crime? Like nowadays, he right. might get hate crime, but it's a lot less likely. Like. He- what is Dilton doing here? He's not even as attractive you know, Dilton, in this universe. You know, Dilton, Dilton's got a couple scenes. Dilton's fine. Like, are they going to show him looking like a mass shooter like he was most of the time? Yeah, you know, that, like, that t- like that time he sold Archie a handgun. Like, like that time, like that time, like, Dilton Doily in the main universe, his main thing was to be creepy and look like he was a school shooter. That was his whole thing. Yeah. Although I, I mean, was, his, his thing was like he was a he was like a weird libertarian doom prepper. Like he just fucking loved guns and bunkers and shit. Like, and don't get me wrong. Did he look like a rat boy? And I was a little attracted to him. Yeah, but g- shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want to like be like an asshole or anything. But like, I feel like if I was dilted, like, why was I hot in that universe and not in this one? <laughs> <laughs> What if Dilton was like, wow, that other Dilton was spitting. What's that shit he's talking about? Libertarianism? The NAP? I'm going to introduce that to this timeline. Wow, I heard about that. I heard that like uh, a bunch of Asian uh, parents thought that black people were preventing them from getting into colleges. Ivy League colleges. Because of uh, affirmative action. And I should like definitely align myself with a bunch of white supremacists now. Because that's how that works, yeah. right? <sighs> Although I feel like Dilton Doily of the cur- of the main universe would do that, though I feel like he would have been a part of that lawsuit that left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I his parents probably. I don't know. Dilton doesn't strike me as uh. Dilton doesn't strike me as the academic type. Is the thing. His parents probably would be though. I don't like, know. Is is he on? The, is he in the alt right pipeline? Like during well, the no, show? Well, no, he's yes. definitely no. Like, he's, he's on four chan. Well, no, I mean, I mean, I feel like he, I feel like he'd definitely be on the side of the white supremacists. Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't think that's his vector. Uh, well, the, I feel, I feel like his vector, stuff. I feel like his vector to get there would be like, uh, he doesn't want to say he doesn't like black people, but he definitely doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because he's a, he's an anarcho-capitalist. <laughs> so, here's why you're wrong <laughs> uh, about the thing you said earlier. They don't go back in time. They stay. Um, they have to live their yeah, life. Uh, through the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s and 2000s and 2010s. I mean, they're not, are they going to live that long? That's that's an awful lot of time. Yeah. How, how many decades is that? It's, oh, I guess that's only like 70. Yeah, they could, they could feasibly do it. Yeah, they can. It's just, uh, you know, I just feel like this is just extreme. Wait, hang on. What's this about a time... Time bubble still. Wait, hold on. What the fuck they, are we talking about now? They really just put a lot on you. 
All right. They're epic. They're insane. Sorry, speaking of angel ethics, they're insane date where they aged and died together. Yeah, remember that? They watched. They that didn't feel very ethical. Uh, they they had a time bubble where mm, okay, they, it still exists. It's still protecting us. I don't know what that means. It always has. From this point here, there's only one path forward, and that's just like to live. Okay, if Junkhead knows stuff in I the think, future, how is he? How is he not going to be yeah. unethical and use that for like for like the stock market and like trying right. to like write like stories well, before they exist? Or okay, the stories <laughs> thing—that's true. Actually, you're right. He is going to steal a bunch of uh, stories from the future. Slicks for those writers. But other than that, like he does not know anything about stocks or technology. Okay, no, that all, would okay, him okay, in no. All you need to know, like, okay, if you live, okay, right now, right now. You uh-huh. right now, with your uh-huh. knowledge yeah. of the world, yeah. If you were yeah. to go back, like to the fifties, and somehow not get hate crimed and right. fit in, like if you were to do the Stark mark market, all you would need to know is like Microsoft, uh, Apple. I guess that's, yeah. Raytheon. I'd have to be very patient. Well, um, but, but yeah, like, I guess. But you know, but like you know, but like you would know certain things become big. You know, around this time or something, you know, uh, you would know that the dot com bubble bursts. So you'd be able to, like, you know, invest in something and get rid of, you know, for the dot com bubble stuff. You would like you would see Amazon pop up as a as a uh, as a thing and be like, wow, maybe I should invest in this before it gets, you know, big later. Like, I feel like I mean, I guess that's that's like. You'd have to wait, like, 40 years, but you're correct, I guess, if you make it to 50-something, 56, uh, you can... It's saying, it's, and, like, and also, like, like, I I don't, I don't think you know a lot about history, but, like, I feel like you would know a little bit to, like, to avoid certain areas of the country, and to, like, how to maybe dodge the draft and everything. I don't even know, like, because you got to also remember that it's not just, well, I guess they are, like, 25, actually, when they travel back. They're between 25 and 22. Yeah. Um, like. Yeah, I guess with that knowledge, I, I could probably do it. You're right. Like, I was thinking of, like, a 16-year-old me, and that wouldn't work. No, but, but if you're, 20, like. 23, I could do it. If, if you're, like, if you're their age, you got put back in time. Like, first off, you'd be able to make yeah. yourself a new identity real easily. Like. Takes nothing to get a new identity in the fifties. Mm. You move a couple towns over. Uh, True, yeah. And yeah, I just feel like I just feel like a Jughead in particular is gonna one hundred percent like write or at least try to write a bunch of stuff that he read and loved. And also, yeah. his girlfriend at the moment, not Tabitha, but Veronica, has a movie yeah. thing going on. Oh, true. You know how easy it would be uh, I, I, for him to do, like, Jaws, but early? Earlier? What I think... Uh, God, yeah, he'd do a bunch of those. I don't think he would actually directly plagiarize those stories because he feels like he's a writer. I do think he would write stories inspired by the stories he loved that aren't published yet, and then those stories would never get published because he invented those tropes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, I feel it's, it's like if he were if he were a fantasy nerd, right? He's not writing Lord of the Rings, but he is writing his own fantasy story that involves elves and dwarves and hobbits. Uh, that's inspired by Lord of the Rings, and then like by the time Tolkien comes around, 
his stuff feels derivative because Jughead's Lord of the Valleys or whatever the fuck has been out for years. Yeah, like there's no way he's like he already he already like the way that he like talks is already derivative of like every fucking movie and stuff. Right. He's yeah. Watched. Like I feel like he would abuse it. Betty would definitely abuse it. Yeah, she would. She'd be able to like she'd be able to like uh girl boss her way into being like, well, maybe I could do more good in the world if I had a bunch of money <laughs> right now. So like, does this version of Betty is just not a serial killer anymore, even though it's the same Betty just back in time? Well, what if she becomes a serial killer? Or is killer? it the same Betty? Because now she's 17 again? I well, don't wait, know. Wait, wait, no, no, I'm no, no, wait. I'm very confused no, about wait. this. She, she cured herself of, of the serial killerism. Of the MoMA or oh, whatever. Did it actually called. work this time? Because she's, she's done that a couple times, and it never feels like it sticks. But, but she did it with magic, though. Oh, oh, you're right. True. Yeah. I don't know. I just... This is just... This, this just feels deeply unsatisfying. <laughs> It only makes yeah. me ask. I think questions. the other reason I'm struggling with this is because, like, normally time travel movies um, have like some sort. They're taking some sort of uh, I don't know if a moral stance is right, but like a stance, like you can't change the past; it will affect the future, and that's bad. But uh, this whole... according to whatever logic we want to justify it as, right? There's usually something like that here. There's like. They've got these rules, but they don't seem to be leading toward anything. It's like, well, no, the whole well, thing. Well, do you want do you want to learn about your future self? It's not going to matter because you can't be that anymore. Well, but, the, but do you want to? Well, but like, no. The whole thing though is that they're supposed to be good people in the past to change the future. Uh-huh. So, like, their whole thing is they need to change things. Like, it's a prerogative, I guess. So, like, the world yeah. doesn't get like so Riverdale or the world. I don't know doesn't get destroyed by nukes or by the comet or whatever hang on is that why they needed to make riverdale better yeah remember that like, doesn't make any sense because percival's from like 1453 yeah but like but in all the time but like apparently remember the first episode of the season the whole thing was before a jughead gets his uh memories erased tabitha was saying like you need to make the world better by making the right choices. How I don't understand how that would stop the comet. Well, because the comet bad. I don't know. But bad. <laughs> That's why. Because like the 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 attitude of Riverdale is not important because Percival has a grudge against Riverdale. He doesn't care if it's a nice town or not. It wasn't a nice town when they kicked him out back in like but the fourteen hundreds. So he's gonna take his revenge. Okay. So now we have to talk about season six. Okay, now. Now, originally, um, when Tabitha got her time travel abilities and she saw well, the world was destroyed by, I think, nuclear, by nukes for whatever reason. Okay? No, it wasn't. She thought it was nukes. It was actually the comet. Yes. Uh, was it? Maybe. I don't know. She but, just saw, like, mass destruction around Pops. It was like, oh, no, something terrible will happen. And then later we learned it was the comet, right? I thought I thought that was because they uh they stopped Percival from gaining power. It was a comet. I season six sucked. Huh. <laughs> season six yeah, sucked. sure did. Oh god. But whatever. They but whatever happens is they have to be good in the past to make the future better. Because like Riverdale 
was so bad because of evil or something. So if they're good and in the past, right? Like Percival did keep trying to like corrupt Riverdale, but that doesn't seem like that was really all that important to his. Oh no, what he wanted to do right originally was turn Riverdale into his own personal kingdom, and to do that, he had to make it like bad and evil. But like he also was like, if I can't have Riverdale, I'll just blow it up. So that this part doesn't solve that part of his plan. <sighs> this show's really dumb. I feel it like sure is. I feel like if we were watching any other show, we'd be able to like untangle the second to last of episode that is also supposed to be the culmination slash um what like tying of loose ends. Like I feel like when you tie loose ends up, it's supposed to make more sense, right? Yeah. And and like now Jughead is like mourning this relationship he can't have with Angel Tabitha because Angel Tabitha can't exist in this timeline because there's an actual Tabitha here somehow. Also, why is there an actual Tabitha here if she didn't just transport them back in time? I do not, I do not understand what this is, but also, like, so also, aren't wait, you dating wait, Veronica dating, right now anyway? Like, what the dating, fuck's going on? Is, okay, wait, Kurt, wait, 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 wait. I am now more confused because you brought that up. Okay, so is he? Okay, so he remembers everything. So he knows his, like, true love is an angel of time. I guess. Time angel. How is he ever going to be happy? Because he finally found someone who's as self-centered as him. <laughs> and surprisingly, it wasn't Betty. <laughs> oh, surprisingly. But, like, how is, how is he going to, like, is he going ch- to try to chase that high again? Like, how, is he going to just, who's he dating? Is he going to be dating that Like, is Veronica just gonna, like, stop dating her current boyfriend? Is she gonna go out with Reggie? I don't... But but, but what if... We know they... Well, also, like... Like, so... And this this is kind of the problem of using the TV screen as a metaphor for them recapturing their memories. Are they actually re-remembering their experiences and then the emotions attached to those? Or are they watching a television screen and being like, Oh, I did that in the future, I guess. You know? Okay. Is it is it beaming? Is it beaming all of their memories together? Like be like, oh, this happened? Or like is all of them like experiencing Archie just boning down Veronica? Like all of them at the same time. It's just not clear, so I don't know. I I have no idea. Also, Betty remembering that she used to self-harm. I feel I feel like Betty is just she likes to be a martyr. Okay, first off. Uh But does this mean she's just gonna be horny about true crime again? Like it feels like well, this version of God Betty are, is so I was much so better. Afraid, I was so afraid we wouldn't get some darkness inside of Betty this season. The writer said, "Don't fucking worry, we got you." Last second to last episode, Betty's got some darkness in her. But but like this version of Betty is so much better than every other Betty. Yeah. <laughs> and why why did they do this? Why did they do this? Why can't she just be a really a horny of, woman? A lot of choices being made in this one. Like, okay, what if what if she's a really horny, but now she's like into like like borderline bad BDSM now, like <laughs> instead of mm. just regular fucking. <laughs> like she's into like the the bad kind of BDSM that are that that like the kind 50, that gets you canceled on Twitter. Yeah, the kind that makes 
uh, people who are in BDSM rightfully say, hey, this isn't how you do that. That's just abuse. Of <laughs> time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, this episode sucked. It only made me ask for more questions. Uh, made me ask more questions. Yeah, well, we got one more answer to uh, one more episode to get those answers. Uh, and then we're done with Riverdale. I, I'm going to be glad. Like, okay, here's like, <laughs> okay, we're going to get into a retrospective next episode. I feel like everyone, yeah. the one listener, uh, will know kind of where we stand at uh, already. But man, did this show just get shitter and shitter. This, this show is just the example of enshittification. Of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just made I, I think yeah so hmm I'm looking at this one through three was fun four five and six were bad four, and then seven uh, was mostly wait, good four remind me of four I thought four was Griffin's gargoyles no that's three four is a uh, head at prep school I think and then oh. five is something else five is the one I can never time remember skip. five is time skip they're trying to make a Riverdale Five's time skip. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's where we get like, I think the best Hiram, honestly, but besides that, no. And no. then six is all that person is Rivervale and Percival. Okay. Got Riverdale. it. Yeah, yeah. So like, we'll, we'll talk more about it, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. We sure will. Uh, next episode. Um, but until but like, then, God, damn. uh, uh do, do you have, do you have anything you'd like to recommend? Uh, I don't know. It's we. I watched a lot of anime. Some of it was good. A lot of it was shit. Uh, so I don't know. Watch a good anime. Uh, yeah. Made in the Abyss was pretty good. Um, Wonder Wonder Egg Priority was pretty good. Both are pretty dark anime, so maybe don't watch it if you're in a uh, iffy mood. But there, the both of those are pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you you go. I, I I consumed a lot of media, and I don't remember any of it. Sure. Right uh, uh, Taskmaster season sixteen's on YouTube now. Uh, it's a pretty good one. Uh, good cast this season. So uh, check that out. I guess if you're yeah. looking for some, yeah, oh, you know you know the vibes. Could I? Okay, <laughs> I would like I would like to ask you a question real quick about this season. Yeah. Does does the uh, contestants, while good, uh-huh. do they remind you of people? <laughs> like, it, does it look like they should be in like an eighties TV show to you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was so, I was wondering because, like, uh, the two, my two favorite, the uh, the 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 queen, the gay guy, who's like probably yes. the best, and yeah, the young yeah, I... guy on there, they both look like they belong in the eighties. Yeah. So yeah, the the Australian young guy for sure. I don't know what's going on with him. He's I don't got know. It's just like the way they place. the way they dress and the way they do their makeup and the way their hair is. I'm just like, yeah. you're not dressed like you're like now, like you're in this current decade. Yeah. I mean the the old guy gets a pass. He lived through that decade. The young guy, I don't know, uh, being retros in right now. He also dresses kind of like a lesbian. So you know, who knows what's going on there. Well, well, okay. Well, to be fair, I think both lesbians and uh, Australians uh, feel like they look like they dress a couple decades back, at least. Yeah. 
So, so you know, it's all coming. There's a lot of overlapping pieces in that guy's vibe. Yeah. So I just, I, I'm glad that you also see that because I, I keep on thinking that I'm crazy every time I think that. And I, it just, it's like when you see a picture of like your mom or someone in the past, and you're just like, there's no way mm-hmm. they're young. They look like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's the opposite of that, I guess. They, they look like they're young, but. In the past. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, who's, whose turn is it? It's uh, your turn. It's my turn? Yeah. Perfect. Well, um, you can choose to re-listen to this episode, or you can choose to just listen to the happy parts of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to 30 <laughs> seconds of this episode. Yeah. W- whatever that means. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You think the guys in that movie were, you know. Well, some guys are that way. Yeah, so. Are Kevin and Clay? I think. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, there's an in-between. What do you mean, an in-between? Like a little wiggle room to explore. We've been talking about in Mrs. Grundy's workshop. These beat poets would experiment with each other, even though they were men's men with girlfriends, wives, families. They would with other guys do stuff. Yeah, with their buddies, just to see, just to try it on for size. I gotta take a cold shower. Ah!